Welcome to the Penny and Eddie Show. Thank you for stopping by and listening. I'm Eddie. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help everyone live in authenticity and abundance. So, Miss Penny, what is the topic of discussion today? Well, Eddie, I was at a friend's house this week, and she was really upset with her husband because he would not argue with her. And, you know, I used to work for a big corporation, and every year ad nauseum, they sent us to how to communicate with other adults classes, and they were a requirement for your job. So my question is, why can't people just have an adult conversation with one another and let them know their feelings? without the expectation of an argument. How do you get people to understand that they can communicate without arguing? That's easy, but also one of the hardest things to do. And it all involves asking yourself, would you rather be right or happy? Most people want to be right. So they will argue incessantly in order to prove themselves right. So what you're telling me is that most people don't want to have a conversation for resolution. They want to have it to be right. Right. They want to have it to make their partner change. Right. They okay. they want to be right. And in order for someone to want to be right, they must first feel that they were wronged, which means they're in victimhood. So until the victimhood piece is looked at, then there will always be an argument because someone will feel hurt. The person who believes that he or she is a victim will feel hurt. They will have already judged and blamed the other person for their hurt feelings, and now they're going to defend themselves. And in that defense, they're always going to argue that they're right. The other person is wrong. Now, remember, I said the question that we each must ask ourselves in such situations, would I rather be right or happy? Would I rather be a victim or at peace? I'm saying the same thing. Would I rather blame and judge or would I rather sit with a quiet mind? Can't have it both ways. We cannot have our cake and eat it too, for example. So it's real important to understand that people cannot have an adult conversation if they're coming from a place of being right, because they're already argumentative. They're already in a defensive posture that there is no conversation from that. It will always be an argument, always. So what I think I hear you saying, When I want to talk to my partner, questions I should ask before I have a discussion is, why is this important to me? Am I willing to compromise on the situation? Am I willing to allow my partner to express their view or how this situation affects them? Sure, except you must start with, within your own internal conversation, with, am I allowing this to unfold? without me trying to control and manipulate? If the answer is yes, that you are allowing it to unfold, then 
the first thing you have to do is turn within and find the feelings that are present. What are the feelings? Look at the feelings. I'm not asking you to analyze them. I'm just asking you to recognize them. Recognize the feelings. Once you understand what the feelings are, then you can choose to either not have the conversation or have the conversation, but always looking at the consequence. Mm -hmm. If you're coming at it from trying to be right, the consequence is going to be a blow up, an argument, something, right? It isn't going to be a pleasant experience. Usually there will be at least some anger, some level of anger involved. You got to look at that. And you will know that by the feelings that have arisen within yourself. If you're being authentic and honest with yourself, if the feeling of hurt comes up, then you're already in judge and blame. If the feeling of there has to be a better way, all right, that the feeling to there has to be a better way is almost a questioning. It's a deep need, let's say, need to understand what is happening. Now, you can approach the conversation instead of blaming first. Mm-hmm. You made me, I don't like the way you spoke to me. That's immediately going to make the other person defensive. So you're already at war. Mm-hmm. Remember, ask the person that you want to speak with if it's all right to have a conversation. If they say no, no. I live with my son and one of the issues we have surrounds when to have conversations because he is a night person and he works night. Right. His best time of the day to do anything, his most alert time of the day mm-hmm. is in the evening and at night. And come the evening, my brain has said, good night, the lights are out. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to talk in the morning and he's asleep. That really is important for us to figure out what's the best time to to talk to somebody. Sometimes in a case like that, um, because I have friends that do that. So what I will do is I will text them sometime in the early morning to mid morning, because uh-huh. that's really good for me. But however, for them, it's usually in the evening, uh-huh. which I don't want anything to do with it that deep of a conversation in the evening. I, I know for me, it will create an argument because I don't want to do it at that time. Right. So the reason I'm saying text is that now leaves the other person the opportunity to text back when they're ready. Mm-hmm. And you just text it. Conversations do not have to be verbal. They most likely will be. But if you can get to the place of honesty, you can text a question and have the response come back at the at the time that works best for the other person. Now, it may take days to get through that conversation, mm-hmm. but does that matter? Nope. Well, sometimes text can be a little tricky because of the inability to feel someone's energy or that's actually the best thing is it mm-hmm. okay because you're because now you cannot interpret tone body right. language or anything because however it's interpreted all falls on you because there's no seeing the other person you're reading it so now you have to ask hmm was it meant this way or did i interpret right. it this way that's why with some people 
I will text a conversation because there can be no level of misinterpretation unless I am the one misinterpreting what what I'm listening to, right? Mm -hmm. Or in the case, you know, yes, I'm blind. So I listen to a voiceover, which is my version of reading, but there's no emotion in it. So that's one thing that works with texting or messaging or email. Email is perfect if you want to lay out a couple of things. Understanding. It gives you the opportunity because once you speak it, it's out. Uh-huh. But, when, but when you type it, you have the chance to rewrite before you hit the send button. Mm-hmm. All right. To make sure that there's no blame, that you're not blaming the other person. You are simply letting the other person know what is occurring with you. All right. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you blame the other person for something that you think they, he, she made you feel. Right. Please understand, and I hope everyone is listening to this. No one can make you feel anything. You choose the feeling by the thoughts that you think. If you have the thought that another person is attacking you, whether it be verbal or written, (laughs) then you're going to feel hurt because you felt attacked. You will feel Mm -hmm. like a victim. And because you feel like a victim, you're going to blame, judge, and it's going to turn into an argument at best. I would say that that we, we both know that there are times when people will say things in a manner that has the intention of belittling you. Sure. But it is your responsibility because I don't want to pre- I, I don't I don't want to pretend like, oh, it's you read it into everything because some people will put it out that way. But then it is your responsibility to understand that this person's intention was not to have a conversation with you, but to trigger you. Right. And then it is your decision to either give the person what they want, which means that you've turned over your power or to stand in your power and say, thank you. I do not accept your trigger. We can talk about it some other time. Mm-hmm. Or we can add this to the list. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. It's always up to us. Yes. Regardless, it is always our responsibility. If someone triggers me, do you think it's the other person's fault? If you, tr- if you, if you accept the trigger? No, I don't. No, correct. At all. But I think that's part of, that's part of an, um, uh, a, a growth, uh, an emotional growth shows that you become aware when someone is trying to trigger you and you can respond without being triggered. Well, I'm glad that you said that because you just said emotional growth, which is emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. Or why can't people have adult conversations? Because they are not emotionally because, mature. Because they are not emotionally mature. And that's unfortunately where most people are. Now I'm going to say this. I'm going to take it to a wider stance, all right? I am not going to get political one bit here. Mm-hmm. But look at, look at what's going on in our country. We are so polarized that we cannot have adult conversations with someone that we disagree with. It's impossible because we all want to be right. Mm-hmm. 
And as long as we want to be right, I hate to put it this way, we're all wrong, even though there is no right or wrong per se. We're all making each other wrong. And as long as we are in that pursuit uh-huh. for, you know, half for half the country to think that the other half, half is wrong, uh-huh. the one that has been told they're wrong believes that the other ones are wrong. It's already at the level of a victimhood conversation that has been blown out of proportion. And until we address our hurt feelings, which nobody, this is what this podcast is about. No one can hurt my feelings unless I give them the power to do so. Or in in layman's term, if I take the bait. If you take the bait. And here... Here and you have heard me say this before. We all, every one of us, learned by five years old the old nursery rhyme sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. All right. So I'm not talking about the throwing of sticks and stones, I'm talking about the throwing, the lobbing of words like they're bombs. Right. They cannot hurt us unless we choose for them to. I don't care what it is that the other person is saying, ranting and raving and screaming at the tops of their lung. Who cares? You can have a fact and everybody can see that fact from a different point of view. And in that, if you're sincere, you can have an honest conversation and come to an understanding. But when Lies are allowed to abound when nobody pays attention to whether or not something is a true fact. Then you get into what is it alternate truth, alternate realities, or just things that are not true. And uh, I realize that as an adult, everybody is responsible to do their own vetting. At some point, uh, we just have to have some kind of a a place where facts can be checked. Well, here's the thing. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you can't change anybody. It doesn't work. The only person that we can change is ourselves. Uh-huh. My facts uh-huh. are not going to change the opinions or beliefs of anyone. Uh-huh. No matter if I stand on the rooftop and scream them, not going to change anything. If you have, if you have the video that plays it in front of someone's it eyes, still doesn't matter. Uh-huh. It isn't my responsibility to change the other person. My responsibility is to always change myself, to be authentic, to live authentically, and that means to demonstrate. Words are meaningless, absolutely meaningless. Mm -hmm. You can, again, scream it from the rooftop. Who cares? But you know a person by their fruit, by their deeds. Mm -hmm. Now, that's how we, as I put it, we now become the light of the world. We Mm -hmm. live by that light. We live by the truth, by the truth, not a truth that we think is true. Right. We live by the truth. And and that is we give 
everyone the right to their beliefs. Mm -hmm. If I want the right to believe as I do, then I must give another person that same right. Right. Because that just falls under the law of giving and receiving. All right. Which is which is also under the law of love. Whatever I give another, I gift myself. So if if I gift another person what would be the right not to believe as they choose, well, I'm gifting that to me. Then I can't, I'm not going to be a, up in the position where I'm allowed to believe what I believe. We can give each other that right, but that means we must stop fighting about it because you cannot change another person's belief system. They must change their own. Well, um, it hasn't worked so far, has for, it? For me, I, I, I think that would give, make me have the responsibility to, when I hear a different story that has different facts than what I believe, to then be open-minded enough to check it out as a society. But, but, but here, by checking it out, is it going to change anything with you? If, if the fact, if I misunderstood the facts, it would. Okay. If I misunderstood the, the, the facts of the story, yes, I've changed my mind quite a few times in my lifetime. In my lifetime, I have learned to check the facts before I take a strong statement. Or, or, or a strong stance. A strong stance because I hate to be wrong. And I hate to be wrong doesn't mean that I'm going to make myself blind to information. It means that I will check out all the information and be willing to change my mind before I make a final decision. So, ah, I finally got you to say, believe it or not, there's a level of open-mindedness. Right. So there has to be a level of open-mindedness or to have change occur. Without the open-mindedness, change cannot occur. Right. If you are closed-minded, then nothing is going to get in to change the mind. That's what I was trying to get you to recognize, is you cannot change another person's mind if they're closed-minded. End of story. However, you can demonstrate by living the truth, not by telling them they're wrong, but by living the truth and demonstrating that truth. and. That actually has more of an effect than spouting off. Mm -hmm. Because that actually shows that you live what you believe. But the caveat to it is you're not hurting yourself or anyone else. And that you're demonstrating the principles of love, compassion, caring, and you're not you are not out again to harm anyone. And that is, that's the key. Mm -hmm. Living in that open-minded state, open-hearted state, so that you're not condemning the other person at all for what they believe. You give them the right to believe anything that they choose so that you can have that right. And by not condemning them, you are showing a mature adult straight because you asked and uh -huh. how can we have an adult conversation 
I can have an adult conversation and never say a word by demonstrating emotional and mental maturity. That is how you have an adult conversation. It's more of a demonstration of the principles of love, being grounded, not not caring what anybody thinks. In other words, you approve of yourself. You don't need anybody else's approval. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. See what an adult conversation is? (laughs) More than just words flying back and forth. There's a whole level of maturity. But that maturity, again, has to be mental and emotional. If you have mental maturity but no emotional maturity, you're not going to have an adult conversation. You can be emotionally mature and be, let's say, mentally feeble. Right. You're not going to have an adult conversation. It literally takes the mind and the heart, the mental and emotional, working together as one in unity to have an adult conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's where most people lack. All right. So we'd like to thank everyone for stopping by and listening to us again. We hope that you have a good day, a good week ahead. And carry on and remember, abundance is our natural right. Thank you.